Welcome, everyone, to the Launchpad here in Puckburg, a podcast for the daring do bad and good puck tales on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, with another episode of Puck Tales. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> and the you-know-who on the other end of the woo-hoo is none other than the host of Locked On Stanley Cup champion back-to-back lightning, Adam Denker, my friend. How's it going? Hey Kyle, thanks for having me on. Uh, glad to come on and uh, talk some hockey as always. Yeah, it is. it's been a while since we chatted. I think it was back in the fourth line minutes days of podcasting. Yeah. So it's an honor to have you on. And uh, we wanted to get to know the host of Locked On Lightning here on here at Buckberg. So let's just start at the beginning. What about the game of hockey stood out to you? Oof. Uh, you know, I've actually never been asked that. Um, what, you know, obviously I've been asked what, what, what I like the most about it, but what stu- stood out to me. Um, I, I, I just guess it's, it's on a totally different wavelength than any other sport, at least on the North American side than that we have, you know, it's a totally different, you know, I'm not, I used to be a big time basketball guy and then kind of just, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, that the NBA has changed. It's not what it was back in the early two thousands and nineties. And, but I mean, I grew up a, a fan of <clears throat> all the sports, uh, basketball, football, baseball, hockey. And um, yeah, it, it's, you know, growing up in New York, uh, growing up a Ranger fan, um, Hey, listen, it was it was very difficult getting into hockey early on just because Rangers weren't good. Rangers were not good at all. And uh, yeah, um, I, I guess this ties in with some of my favorite players, but Rangers uh, brought in Yamier Yager and that changed everything for me. And, and yeah, that's really uh, how I got into really loving hockey. And of course, obviously, you know, their playoff runs as they got old, as the, the years went on, especially uh, in the or, uh, the mid 2000s. Uh, those were some fun times. And uh, yeah, ever since uh, that, that that all happened, I've been stuck with hockey ever since. And growing up a Ranger fan in that kind of uh, in between time, but um, in between their success they had in the early 90s and the in and out of the lockout years and having Yager, who was um, my all-time favorite player that never wore an Avs jersey, um, Yarmir Yager, is one of my favorites of all time. And uh, to go through that and be a Rangers fan, did you were you there for the beginning of uh, King Longquist in between? Yes, the I was. I was there before King Longquist too. I was there for um, I can't think of his first name, but uh, he Kevin Weeks probably. Uh, it was actually uh, before Kevin Weeks. It was. I believe his name was last name was Blackburn. I can't think of the last name, but he uh, was a uh, highly touted uh, Rangers uh, goal uh, goaltender, and uh, yeah, he was uh, he was he was. Uh, I'm looking up his name right now because I'm Dan Blackburn. So yeah, Dan Blackburn. 
came up through the Rangers ranks. He was supposed to be the next great goaltender. Uh, never really amounted to anything. It was mostly injuries. And uh, that point in time, the Rangers had Henrik Lundqvist kind of, you know, they just drafted him and they brought him in. And then obviously you had Weeksy there. And yeah, it was it was great to see really just sit there and just be mesmerized by the entire career of Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah. And, and I even spoke on, I believe, uh, when Chris Masilli, who's been a host on who's been a guest on this show as well. Um, we, we do the Locked on NHL National show on Thursdays together. And, uh, you know, I've, I've told them as well, you know, uh, I've I'm probably one of the Ranger fans, probably if probably the only. Uh, that was the most critical of Henrik Lundqvist throughout his entire career. Not saying I wasn't thankful for the performances he gave, but you know I've always been critical of the the, the King uh, nickname that was bestowed upon him. I, I believe prematurely, but at the same time, that doesn't take away from you know the, the career he had in New York. And so it was even that weirder when the Rangers didn't bring him back, and uh, he was. I, I should we even count him being with the Capitals, even though he never really played. I don't I don't think anybody ever will. I don't think he's ever going to be a capital because he never yeah. he never suited up and he never had that game in that jersey. So I don't think that ever counted. Yeah, I mean, other than some of the videos that you saw when he was trying to make a comeback. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. He he never really was a capital at any point in his career other than on paper. Yeah. So, you know, I guess that was kind of, you know, even though it was unfortunate, the circumstances surrounding you know, the reason why he couldn't play, uh, it was kind of uh, in, in not in the cards for him. So, you know, uh, he just re- he just announced he's retired. Congratulations on a great career to him. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, um, it was just a great, great time in Ranger history. Something that, you know, a lot of people would expect the champ- uh, championship to come out of that. But, you know, it, it wasn't meant to be. But the Rangers are looking great these days. And, you know, from a even though I do cover the lightning and I do root for them, obviously I, I still bleed red, red, white, and blue. And I uh, can't wait to see what the Rangers do in the next coming years with all that talent. Yeah. And, and I don't blame you there. I fall in your category when it came to uh, the King nickname, it almost felt like King, uh, King Felix out in Seattle yeah. for the Mariners. Like mm-hmm. it didn't really fit, but you just kind of roll with it. But um, like, I get that. And yeah, congratulations on an incredible career. It's going to be one of those. He's going to be pretty much the Dan Marino of the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, um, it is what it is. Uh, he had a great career. I mean, the 20, I want to say it was probably 2013, that playoff run where they got to the Stanley Cup finals and unfortunately lost in the way they did to the Kings. Uh, he he is a huge part of that. Um, and the reason why, I mean, that whole Montreal series, I, I always tell people when I talk about that, 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 that series against Montreal in the conference finals, I think uh, at, uh, took away years from my life just because of the <laughs> amount of stress and just unbelievable with the whole controversy with Chris Kreider uh, running into, I, I wouldn't say running, but losing control and causing Carey Price uh, to, to miss the rest of the series, which a lot of, even to this day, a lot of Canadian fans think that, um, that, uh, you know, if, if Price is in the series that, you know, they win that. But I mean, listen, the Rangers were, were no slouch of a team themselves, even though they ended up really not putting up a, much of a fight against the Kings, who were, I think, one of the top teams of of those probably those 10 years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, they have a great goaltender right now. And Igor Shostarkin, who has yet to really prove himself and be consistent. But you know what? Uh, he's got a good base around him. 
I, I would assume that the Rangers are going to bring Hank back in some degree as an advisor and definitely get to work with him. So great to see that. And obviously they're familiar with each other. And also you have uh, Yorgiev uh, waiting behind him as well. So, you know what, the Rangers are in a good spot right now. And uh, yeah, I would love to see Hank come back in some degree with that. Yeah. And they have a good decor for us. It's if I get it yeah. out. Like if they got a good decor where it, it kind of pads him a little bit where he can get in and get a feel for the game before he's getting pelted. Um, like it's no secret to anybody who listens to the show. I like, I'm a New Jersey devil fan, low key. Yeah. And like, <laughs> that was like McKenzie Blackwood's problem. Uh, he didn't have yeah. a defense in front of him. So he's facing shots. So you're the yeah. D core that the Rangers have, it's going to help. And you got often And I mean, you got, you got talent for days in New York and you guys yeah. the stock is rising in Madison square garden. And it's not the Knicks. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I actually got a chance to see them when they opened up the uh, garden again back in March. And, uh, you know, even though they were on a tear at that point to see them play as physical as the Flyers, who we all know, regardless of what fan of the team you are, the Philadelphia Flyers are always those teams that come in and try to bully you around. And the Rangers held their own. And it yeah. was great to see that. And, you know, even though it was an eight nothing win for the Rangers, and that was one of the back-to-back games where I think the Rangers ended up uh, dropping almost like 20 goals on them in a span of two games. And then Mika Zabanajad was on a tear that, you know, it, they still have things to, to clean up there. But, uh, you know, if, if any Ranger fan is going to look at any sign during this past season as to, you know, things are only up and up, I think it was definitely those two uh, games against uh, Philly. And it's only going to get more physical next year with the addition of Ryan Reeves. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys are making a serious push and New York is not a team to sleep on anymore. Yeah, not at all. Um, and if they're going to take any, uh, if they're going to look at any team in the NHL that they could take, a, you know, kind of copy the blueprint from, from which we saw from other teams, it's definitely the Tampa Bay lightning who yeah. obviously, you know, if, if, if anybody looks at this, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm draped in lightning gear, obviously, <laughs> uh, the lightning, they're, they're the model right now. We saw Tarant- Toronto trying to do it, and uh, they they couldn't do it. They signed Wayne Simmons. They they signed uh, Joe Thornton. So uh, you know, um, I, I can't see teams really trying to 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 copy it to a T. But definitely adding Ryan Reeves a piece like that is definitely something you you want to you want to add to your team, especially with Tom Wilson lurking in the shadows on opening night. Yeah, there's bad blood there, and uh, Ryan Reeves is the great equalizer there. Most definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely. you mentioned your decked out in lightning gear and you got the lightning flag behind you for those who could see it. But um, how did you transition to being the host of Lockdown Lightning? How did that door open? And what is it like being a lightning fan and in that fan base, especially right now being back to back champions? Uh, wow. Uh, it was it was pretty seamless. I, I think part of the reason was that because when I when I started when I when I got tapped for the position, it's no secret that the Lightning and the Rangers have been making deals almost con- on a yearly basis now for the last couple of years. So there was a lot of familiar faces for that uh, on the ice there. Uh, also, you know, I one of my top five favorite players next to Yager was Marty St. Louis. So oh yeah, I always kind of I always kind of had my. Uh, my allegiance is there as well to a certain degree, obviously when the Rangers and lightning collided, whether it was in the playoffs and regular season, I was always pulling for the Rangers. Now it's a different story, obviously with pulling for the lightning. Um, 
it, it's been a fun ride. It's been tiring at times, especially with the playoffs going on. Um, but you know what? It's been a hell of a ride. And the the thing that I admire about this team most is their resilience, the, the way they were able to bounce back from everything that happened against Columbus a couple of years ago and then dealing with COVID the, the last 10 months. Um, it, it, it's really you have to admire it, regardless if, if you're on the losing end or you're rooting for them. They they've done a fantastic job and you, you got to chalk it up to general manager, Julian Brees boss and, and head coach, John Cooper. They have really done a fantastic job down there and, and really getting these guys prepared for certain situations and really dealing with all the, the, the things that they've had to deal with throughout this entire year and a half. Yeah. Cause I mean, you can you get any casual fan to watch a lightning game right now. And it's the lightning are a clinic and fundamentals yeah. and, Top to bottom, it's how the game's supposed to be played. It's very business-like how they handle things. And that team pulls together. They're all one unit. And it's an incredible thing to watch right now, what the Lightning are doing. Who knows what next year will look like, if it's even possible, with the shakeups and salary caps and everything that are going on. But what we just witnessed with the Lightning these past two years is nothing short of incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And I was talking to a couple of people that uh, – I work with that locked on and we were just admiring uh, one of them was actually the host of the penguin show. Um, and we were, we actually had a conversation at some point uh, on air about, you know, what was the most difficult thing with both our teams being the most recent ones to repeat. And, it, and it's really, it's really impressive really just how they continue to get better, especially this past off season with the expansion draft with, with the cap being in as it is. I mean, it, it has really been impressive and, and really, I, I think that, you know, at the same time, you have to admire who's here, but you also got to give a big tip of the cap to uh, Steve Geiserman, former GM, who is now in Detroit. He really was the one who laid the the, the groundwork for all of this. Yeah. Uh, he, he drafted Nikita Kucherov. He drafted Braden Point. Um, everybody on this team, except for maybe Steven Stamkos, who was actually drafted by Jay, Forst, Jay Feaster, who I've had on my show numerous times. Um, really, this is has Steve Geiserman's... Uh, handprints all over it and i think uh you kind of have to give him some credit for this as well and you know for any any red wings fans out there uh definitely take a look um at what the red wings are doing keep an eye on them because you might see this in detroit in the next couple of years or so and you already see those wheels turning in detroit with how everything's starting to get set up and it reminds me of the the infancy of the tampa bay lightning run and yeah <clears throat> do you being the host of lock on lightning um do you, if the flat salary cap going into next year, do you think that's the only thing in the way of Tampa from going three, three peak? No, I, I think that they've done a pretty good job of adjusting to what the NHL landscape is right now in terms of acquiring players and, and, and having to deal with certain roster moves. I think they did a very good job for what was available to them um they they've added zach bogoji again who was on the first stanley cup team you had uh new guys coming in Corey perry uh pierre edward Belmer. uh those guys are going to be real real important going down the road especially into the playoffs because yeah they're back in the atlantic division this year but and that's going to be a dog fight of a division but i i still have very very high expectations that this team is not only going to make the playoffs, um, but also make a deep cup run because they still have a lot of the core players from the last couple of years, minus Blake Coleman, Barkley Goodrow, and 
and Yanni Gord, but they've they've added they they've moved up guys in the lineup that have all, a ton of experience who are still coming into the prime of their NHL careers. Ross Colton, who was a rookie last year, ended up scoring the the game winning clinching goal uh, in Game Five for this team uh, to win it all. And then you have Matthew Joseph, who's been with the in the year uh, in the in the league for the last couple of years, uh, bouncing around and has finally ha- uh, found a home here in Tampa. So really. You know, you have guys that have come up and down through the system from Syracuse, but have gotten enough playing time to where now that they've been uh, put into these starting roles and they're going to be the guys going forward, it's not going to be that big of a difference going forward. And do you think that Vasilevsky is the most um, underrated goalie? Um, like, I know he gets his praise and I know everybody gives him his tout, but he is absolutely incredible and he's one of those that night in night out he's just so incredible that people just kind of take it for granted and you kind of wonder if this is one of those things once he's gone people appreciate him but i i think i watch him many many nights out of the season and he's just mind-blowing with what he does and how cool calm and collected he handles things and i think having that behind you gives a lot of confidence to the d and the forwards for Tampa Bay. And I think Vasilevsky is the heart and soul of that Tampa Bay lightning. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you don't have Vasilevsky in, in net during this past playoff run, especially they don't, I don't think they come out of some of these series. I don't think they get to the conference finals. Uh, he is done. He has saved this team on more than one occasion uh, when they have just not had it on some nights. Uh, also yet, you know, to kind of echo back to uh, with the whole Lundqvist situation uh, talk that we had before about, you know, defensive core, you really got to give credit where credit is due to this defensive core. Yeah. Mikhail Sergachev, Victor Hedman, who is, I still think is, you know, regardless of what the awards are given, who are the, the awards are given to on a, on a yearly basis. I think he is the best defender in the world until possibly Kyle McCarr or Quinn Hughes takes that title away from him. Um, but, you know, Vasilevsky is just, unbelievable he is a generational talent i think that when it's all said and done he will have bro- broken all the records if you know if not at least some or at least challenge some um but he's he's a team guy he doesn't care about individual accolades and, and we've seen it from this past year when unfortunately he wasn't uh named the Vezina trophy winner he came out flat out and he said only the one at the end of the year is the one that I really care about. And that just shows you what his attitude is. He's going out there to win for his team, not for himself as you know, we might see some from other goaltenders, but so, and that's, and that's the best thing that you love to see out of a star player, especially your goaltender is someone who knows who they are and where they stand and what they for their team to succeed. Yeah. And did you guys happen to keep Denny Savard? Or did he move? Uh, no, he 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 moved. He's with Montreal now. Okay, okay, okay. Well, you guys have an incredible decor, and it gives a lot of confidence, yeah. and it feeds back from Vasilevsky to that decor. So it's a constant burning machine that just can't be stopped, and everyone <laughs> lays wake in their in the way. But um, um, so being the host of Locked On Lightning, um, back to back Stanley Cups. To those fans out there that, like uh, uh, Avalanche fans, it's been 20 years since won a cup. Is it one of those things that you can treasure in the moment? Like, not just winning a cup, but back-to-back. Um, 
can you get a gauge on what the fan base, how that are they appreciating this moment? Is this just kind of par for the course and expected at this point? I think being in contention for the cup is more of the expectations every year. Um, I mean, like, like I said before, it's no easy feat to, to repeat as champions in any sport. I think what the fan base is looking to looking at it with, uh, and I think everybody who, who covers the, the lightning as well as those who are fans of them. And even the players is let's enjoy this for the week, for the parade. Uh, let's bask in it throughout the entire off season, but there's work to be done. You know, yeah. it, it, we're, we're always, I feel like as a collective fan base and people who are in the media, such as myself, we, we look, we look at this as we've won it. We got the job done. Let's celebrate. And then midway through, once the draft comes around, once free agency period opens up, we're looking at training camp as, all right, time to get back on the horse. Yeah, there's another job to do. So that's basically every year, the last two years, it's been, let's win a cup. Let's prove to people that we are the best team in the NHL and that, you know, last year's historic feat of winning the president's trophy and all that came with that was not a flop. And then after winning after winning the first cup, it was let's prove everybody that this wasn't just some sham of a Stanley cup finals because it was in a bubble and everything that came with that. So now this year going into this come upcoming season is let's prove to everybody that we're the best team of the decade yeah. and of the millennium. So, you know, let's everyone's looking kind of comparing the lightning right now to the Blackhawks uh, who, who obviously have won three cups in this era. And that's really the next one. And and now you're talking about possibly if they do pull it off, which I believe they can next year if they do end up winning this year. All right. Now we're talking about some real serious territory with the Islanders and and teams like that who are kind of in the same boat with the four Pete. So really lightning fans are just looking at this as there as pure excitement. Cause I think everyone, including myself is really excited to see how this team uh, now that the paper, the, the names are on paper, how is it going to shape up when the puck finally drops on ice? All right, and we've covered your lightning. We've covered your origins with the Rangers. We talked about uh, Marty St. Louis for a little bit, who was lightning and Ranger. Um, Give me, before we get ready to close this out, give me your most standout moment from your hockey history, the one thing that you can hold on to that if you had your choice, you can play on repeat. Oof, wow. Um, That's a good question. Um, There's so many. Uh, and just the one that really stands out right now to me is probably when my days back uh, working with NHL.com, um, just to watch, I would probably watch like five, five games a night on average. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I had the privilege of, of being there on any given night to, to see a number of historic things and, and, um, really the one that stands out to me right now is just, uh, actually when the penguins repeated, when, when they, yeah. when they, when they played, uh, the, the predators, um, really when that happened, that was just a fantastic series. Um, it was one of those series where, you know, I don't have any dislike for the penguins, um, regardless of how, when they've ran into the, the lightning or, or the, the Rangers at any time in the playoffs or during the regular season. Um, but and at the same time, you know, seeing the Predators, a franchise like that who is still yet to win a cup, uh, that was just a fun series. Seeing, you know, Sidney Crosby square up against 
PK Subban, who was one of the top players in the league at that time, and just the goaltender battle that ensued. That was just a fantastic uh, series. And just one of those things where um, really just, you know, just the energy that you saw in Nashville on a nightly basis through, throughout that entire uh, playoff run for the Predators was something that, you know, being able to see it from the inside in, kind of just being the kind of person who got to see it before it really hit the internet. Um, that was something special that I'll always take with me. Yeah, that's incredible. That's what's up. And Adam, thank you for everything coming on today and sharing everything with the Rangers and Locked on Lightning. And speaking of Locked on Lightning, how can everyone find you and your show? Uh, you could find my show on Twitter at LO underscore Lightning. You could follow the show on Instagram at Locked on underscore Lightning. Give me a follow at Danky Dank on Twitter. That's D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K. Um, we just had a great interview last week. We had Kenny Albert on the show to talk about everything with the bubble in Edmonton, just hockey in general, the last couple of years coming, uh, to the forefront of the hockey broadcasting world. Now that doc Emmerich has decided to, uh, retire, even though he is still involved in hockey mm -hmm. with NBC to a certain degree. So it was great to have Kenny on, uh, especially right after just coming off a, uh, an Olympic, uh, assignment. So, uh, definitely go out and check that out. Yeah, absolutely. And. You can check uh, the inaugural host, Chris Maselli, and Adam Dacre on Thursday episodes of Locked On NHL. Yep. They are covering, uh, and you could, <laughs> the Kitchen Sink episodes also on Locked On yeah. that was that was, yeah. a, that was a trip. That was a trip. Um, but yeah. definitely give these guys a follow. Um, they do incredible work. And if this is your first time stopping by here in Puckburg, you can follow us as well on twitter at hpuckberg on twitter on instagram we are here underscore n underscore puckberg you can find us on facebook and if you'd like to come on and share your own puck tale you can email the show at here in puckberg podcast at bellyupsports.com so again adam thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me on always a pleasure and uh if you ever need me to come back on and talk some lightning hockey uh just a message away Absolutely. You are a permanent resident now here in Puckburg. <laughs> so the door is always open, my friend. Thank you. Anytime. And everyone else, thank you for stopping by and we will see you again real soon.